Here we go. One, two, three. On the first week of Moss, Miss My True Love gave to me an unfinished trilogy. There we go. That's there we it. go. That's it. We got it. We said we week of Mossmas, right? The oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, okay. One more time. One more time. One more time. We can do this. I'm Melody Carlisle. And I'm Sabrina Bradley. And this is Heaving Bosoms. This is the podcast where best friends recap romance novels and other kissing media that makes us swoon, snark, and refills our cups. Whether you've read the book or are coming in blind, we'll lay bare every delicious scene and revel in the tropes and subgenres that make romance amazing. All right, listener, strap in and strap on. Headphones are highly recommended. Holy New World Info Dump, Batman. Wait. Yeah, uh, full disclosure from Git, <gasps> I'm not going to remember 90% of these names, Melody. I can try. I can do my best. Well, like, so oh the problem God. is, like, there's just, there's world names, there's place names, oh, there's yes. enemy names, there there's are so many not enemy names. Words in this book. <laughs> capital letter word. Hi, listener. <laughs> listener! <laughs> Melody and I are here to kick off uh, 12 weeks of Mossmas. It's Mossmas! <laughs> Happy Mossmas, everyone! <laughs> Merry Mossmas! <laughs> Merry Mossmas! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are reading all of Crescent City. So we're like, to give you all a little bit of context, we're going to read, right now we're reading House of Earth and Blood. And yeah. we're doing the absolute bananas batshit thing of we've only read part one and part two of this book as of this recording. Because we're only going to record about part one and part two. And then we yeah. have to stop ourselves. And uh -huh. I'm being edged hard in a way that I don't know that I appreciate. See, I'm lucky enough that I finished part two today. Yeah. Melody started screaming at me like two days ago. Yeah. And complaining yeah. like two days ago. <laughs> and then I'm such a maniac listener that instead of like, you know, self-soothing with a, a another read or whatever. Yeah, it's not like I we have started... to read Iron Flame or anything. Yeah, like... absolutely. No, I know. Uh, well, I, I couldn't have that story in my head and keep this straight. So that's fair. That's I fair. just went back to the beginning and I listened to it again. From I listened to parts one and two over yesterday and today <laughs> while I oh, like cleaned God. my house and baked and stuff. Yeah, I, serious business. Yeah, and then you were an unhinged little turkey yesterday in the freaking 
episode announcement. I You're mean, like, yeah, so this is what we did for Thanksgiving. Is- also, ley lines, which, by <laughs> the way, ley lines don't come into play until the last, like, three pages of part no, two. I clocked it in chapter one. I Shut clocked it. up. Yeah, I clocked Sherlock in chapter Holmes one. Sherlock Holmes is. Yeah, I'm a Sherlock Holmes. Because when she was talking about the gate and, like, setting all that stuff up and she talks about first light so much and the ley lines are the energy source or, like, the, you know, the natural pathways of the first light throughout the city, I clocked it then. I was like, ley lines are going to be a thing. It, it also feels very Sarah J. Moss, you know, to me. It's okay. Ley lines I also, like, there are certain things that, like, I have a lot of theories already. And that's why we're not reading ahead, because we want yes. you to see what either dumbasses or brilliant Sherlock Holmeses we are as <laughs> we read this. So this is episode one. I don't actually know how far we don't know. we're going to get into it. We don't I know. I don't know that 12 weeks of Mossmas is actually going to be 12 weeks of Mossmas. It might be it might 16 be... weeks of Mossmas. Yeah. yeah, we don't know. We don't know. So we're going to see how far we get in a reasonable amount of time today and then the rest of the crescent city books all of the episodes about the crescent city books yeah they're gonna be on the third book comes out like january 30th so this is perfect timing yeah yeah oh oh i'm so excited because i've wanted to get into this and i have been like vigilant about not getting it, not only not getting any spoilers for Crescent when City, I but like tell you, not having a clue what this I is. I don't know shit about no. this or the Throne of Glass series. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Throne of Glass series All either. I know is that there is a supposed theory that ties all three series together. Yeah. And all I know, somebody actually told me the theory, but me and my Swiss cheese brain... it's gone no idea (laughs) especially because i had no context for most of what they were saying and so i was just like "Uh uh-huh 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 good good talk yeah no and that's that's pretty much where i'm at right now so i had no idea that sarah j moss had written a contemporary fairy like detective noir no idea I had no idea. And I love a murder mystery. Okay, so <laughs> let's just jump in. Okay. Okay. So okay. this is broken up, listener. Just if you haven't read the book before, this is broken up into four parts. Okay. The first part's like seven chapters. The second part's like 30, 30. chapters. <laughs> and then the yeah. third and fourth are like also like 30 or 40. There's a lot of chapters in this. A lot of chapters. Anyway, my very first note in the entire book. Yeah. Is I'm like four pages in and I already have a billion questions. How many hearts? <laughs> how many houses are there? This world has technology. Why is it so hot outside? Is this some weird fucked up version of Earth? Do they have seasons? Why is it so fucking hot? Why is she locked in this building with all of this stuff? Why is there somebody behind a metal door? Like I was just like <laughs> so many questions yeah. from get go. Yeah. No, it was the the first chapter info dump was serious business. I think it even goes into the second chapter. So we've got Bryce Quinlan. We meet her at the very beginning and she mm-hmm. is the personal assistant slash she's the like she runs the life and business of an antiquities dealer. Jaseba Roga. Yeah. Yeah. And it's wild, right? Because 
It's supposed to be like art and artifacts or whatever, but most of it is contraband. And she has to wear an amulet all the time to protect herself. That's so going to come back. That's like, this it, is, it th- there's to. no way. Like, it has not it has yet. To. But, like, there's no fucking way that this thing does not fucking save her ass in 8,000 different flavors. I hear you. Before the end of this series. Yeah. Well, and I I mean, I think one of the things that I sort of clocked at the beginning was, you know, I was thinking, oh, does she, like, go out and is she the person who gets all of these artifacts? And that's why she has to have the protection or whatever. It's there to also protect her from the books that live in the library beneath the the gallery because the books are constantly trying to escape and like attack things and get back to the light and like people yeah like and there's this cute little fire sprite who lives down there named lahaba and like she's adorable and she watches like dramas and that everybody calls bangs and fangs and she's precious and oh just no the crew the crew in this little um art gallery is so cute but anyway there's like a bang 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 on the iron door that is also enchanted against people getting in and things getting out yeah this is (sighs) i'd get so claustrophobic in there oh yeah probably yeah there's no windows but her bff danica is here she is a wolf shifter she is like one of the most powerfulest wolves and she's an alpha of the devil's pack Pack the of Devil Devils, boys, yeah. The Pack of Devils. Which, so, like, essentially the way the city works, it's actually called Lunatheon, but they all call it, like, it's called Crescent City, semi-colloquially kind of thing. yeah. And mm. she's, like, one of the guard packs of the city. So there's, like, a fae group that, it, like, prowls around and guards things. There's a wolf shifter group that prowls around and guards things. There's an angel group. That that prowls around and guards things. things. And there's other types of guard groups and they don't matter. So I don't remember what (laughs) they are. It's the big three. It's the top three ones. Can I tell you something real quick, Melody? Yeah. I read, I love romanticy. Okay. Like if I'm going to like, I know that I am on record for being like standalones or get the fuck out. I (laughs) I do. I do love a romanticy though. Like a big overarching, like that shit's catnip to me. Mm -hmm. Also dystopian. If any of you have a really good dystopian romanticy style fucking throw that shit my way but i have read enough that we met danica and i went sabrina don't get attached (gasps) literally the minute danica got described i was like don't get attached and guess the fuck what i did Uh, no i was not a sherlock holmes in this moment and so we have to go through it as we go through it i'm sorry i can't talk about it up top or it's not gonna work (laughs) i'm not gonna be able to keep going okay well then let's talk let's talk about the second thing that made me go Okay. Okay. The quote, Micah's personal assassin with the rare gift of lightning in his veins could eliminate almost any threat. And I went, oh, we've already heard about the hero. Oh, (laughs) the Umbra Mortis. Especially Sarah J. Moss novel. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's a fucking broody motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The shadow of death. His his name is. So anyway, Danica's there and she has just like broken up a fight between two mythical creatures. And so she needs to take a quick shower before she goes to a really, really important meeting regarding a terrorist who she caught and now might get out on a technicality. 
So we can chat more about that in a minute. So she goes to the gallery and she has a, a very special sword. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a wolf sword. And um, her grandpa did give it to her because her grandpa hates her mom because her mom's the worst. Her mom's name is Sabine. And I clocked this, too, from the beginning. I don't know if you did. I did not. I did. Oh, I did. The moment that they were like, she's never on guard duty at the Luna Temple. I was like, yeah, of course. And, like, the reason that she, that Sabine, like, dressed her down for those murders happening on the same night she was there. I did not catch that. (laughs) Okay, anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. At all. So she goes down and she puts her sword into the storage closet. Mm-hmm. And I have questions about this later on. Me too. Don't worry. Do they not open have the notes. storage closet in two years? Do they not need anything? I, they, well, they we'll get there. Toilet we'll, paper. Fuck it. we'll fucking get need... there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, then she borrows some clothes from... Um, from Bryce, and then they're going to, like, go for a, a walk. Bryce is going to sort of, like, walk her as far as, you know, she can to go to the meeting and go to lunch they or stop, something. They stop by this wishy place, though. So it's this place yeah. in the middle of the city where it... So back in ye olden times... Which is, this like, 15,000 years ago. Yeah. So back in ye olden times, this thing was used to communicate across the city so essentially you give this thing like the tiniest little bit of power and then you speak into it and then you can it just the sound travels to the other gate these places so yeah each one is a gate in in a section of the city this is the quartz gate i think in like the heart part of the city something too many names moving on sure so Mm -hmm. they decide to so my note is Bryce and Danica are about to make some kind of wish at a fancy thing in the middle of what seems to be the city square. And I'm getting a really, really bad feeling about what's coming. That's literally my first note. about Yes. That. And like I should have the moment because this thing is like nowadays this this is like everybody knows it's a, a it's made up like th- this isn't a wishing thing. And it's only basically for tourists and children. But Danica is like, let's just stop and like do a quick wish together. Why don't we just do that? Well, because like, like this is what like do they that? do this together sometimes. It's also like one of the first things that they did when they came to the city together. Like it's a it, it's a it's a friend thing. But it makes me because before this, they'll like shout wishes to it when they're drunk off their faces, drunk. just walking through. By the, the way, the square, these kids not actually going up. Listener, to it. these kids are party animals they they party hardy no shit they do holy you gonna get the you gonna get some booze blow and ball sacks like fucking around i was honestly impressed um but anyway so on this this was one of the things that i thought this is i got a bad feeling about this just because it seemed like since they'd never since they didn't usually officially do it it made me think, is Danica worried about something? Well, yeah, and we don't get Danica's wish. No. She's quiet. Although yeah. Bryce is a little snarky asshole and is like, bucket. I wish that Danica gets her nails done because they look like a wreck. <laughs> so, and this really, like, this is definitely going to come back, but there's a plaque on this that says, the mm. power shall always belong to those who give their lives to the city. Oh, shit. So... 
now that we have a little bit more context, it's qu it's quite literally the power, power comes from the drop. Yep. So yep. like looking back, yeah, but it did make my ominous feelings come back even harder. And also like there's no way that like that this is going to come back. I like I fully believe that this is going to come back. Absolutely. Yeah. In one way or another. So, um, okay. So anyway, they, yeah. Okay. No, you, you can, what? Well, so this is when Bryce makes a comment about how she and Danica will do everything together until forever. And I did already yeah. start tearing up. Yeah. The friendship in the first five chapters of this book. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> because they, they have really become each other's family and yeah. above everyone else like so they met so at crescent Bryce, city university in their freshman year basically as roomies yeah they were automatically assigned to each other and bryce is half human half fae nobody knows who her father is and it's supposed to be a big big secret and which, like, the people of Crescent City, also not Sherlock Holmes is. No, they're like, dumb the more asses. I read this book, like, how does no book, like, how, do, how does every yeah. single person in this city not know who Bryce's father is? Yeah, because apparently she looks pretty much just like him as far as coloring goes. Um, she also went to live is, with him for weeks when she was right, 13. Nobody saw him, saw her at that townhouse. Nobody saw, nobody saw her, her shit thrown on the Yes, her porch. bags on the sidewalk. Okay, and I have to everybody like take it all down to the fucking ferry subway. Jesus. Yeah, no. So her dad is the Autumn King. He's the guy, he's the big bad big dick. Yeah, he's the he's the guy who runs Fay Town, okay? And and all the Fay people who are in Vanguardia or whatever this <laughs> this land is called. <laughs> so anyway. To give, let's give him a little bit more about like the world, and then we can go into. Well, the yeah, because this is when we learn about the drop and what the drop is. Okay, so yes. this is when we get our first taste of it, and so essentially the drop is literally the drop into immortality. So basically, what happens is people do the. Actually, we don't learn all of this, so we'll just go along the way that we learn it in the book. Long story short, this drop into immortality, if you have some form of non-human magic, mm -hmm. you can do the drop. Even if you're like half human, you might not be able to do the drop because you have to have some. Right. There's something about you that has to have some thing that allows you to do this. And essentially, it's not actual immortality, but depending on your race, it lengthens it's like, your life. It's like by you have to have a certain amount of magic. And if you have that amount of magic, then you are sort of not entitled to immortality, but you have the capability to live for much mm -hmm. longer than a human would. So essentially, it's like, I think it's sort of a magical psychological thing. We don't super know, but you you go into your power somehow, and then you have you have six minutes to fight your way back to your body, and you don't yeah. know what well, because you be hit facing. the bottom, you hit the bottom yeah. of this like power abyss. And then right. that is when you reach immortality. It causes a bright flash of light, which we find out is how they power the city, which like, yeah, this which shit is, is first effective. Light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have, like you said, you have six minutes to get back. And then you also have somebody you trust who is going to be your anchor mm -hmm. and helps you back. 
And if you yeah. don't have a person, then they have government funded anchors yeah. that you can use. <laughs> they have public defenders of anchoring. Yeah. And you are entitled to them and you may use them and it is their duty to get you to do their best. So anyway, um, then the other situation is that this whole world is, oh boy, is run by the, I forget Asteri. it. Asteri, thank you. Run mm -hmm. by Asteri. And we, I don't know what an Asteri is at this point. I think it I might either. be a type of angel. Who knows? Well, but I don't like know the because big... the archangels are the big baddie yeah. angels and they're like yeah, the I governors know. of all these places. So like, what the fuck yeah. is an Asteri? Like a demigod? I know. <laughs> so it's run by the Asteri and then um, angels are like the next in line. And then it, and then you get like more and more oppressed the farther down you go in the power spectrum. If you're a human, get fucked. Humans, humans yeah. have been, well, no, lessers are treated even worse than Lowers. Humans. Lowers. Lowers. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Same well, difference. It depends on the type of low. Oh, no, you're right. Because no. lowers, I think, are automatically like, enslaved. Yeah. Sprites are lowers Boy, because of the rebellion. The they literally got demoted to being lowers yeah. yeah chimeras are lowers basically a lower is anything that is like has magical ability but not enough not like sentient enough but these are sentient creatures maybe yeah maybe language is part of it like i don't know i don't but, know because sprites like, are the the weird ones you know sprites, yeah that's a punishment for sprites okay so wait stop that so um, the Asteri. I just and got. I just got the angels. Listener, live on podcast. <laughs> the Asteris, and then the angels, and then um, then like you know everybody else is like pretty oppressed on a sliding scale, and this is worldwide, okay? Because like fifteen thousand years ago, rifts opened in the north and the south, and bitches came through that weren't human, and they were more powerful, and that's how it is now. Um, and so. 15,000 years. Yeah. Did we even so then, have fire 15,000 years ago as a race? I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not an archaeologist. But I'm like, regardless, a, like. A dinosaur doer. I don't what? know. Oh, my God. The so thought... anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina's like, when was the wheel made? And I'm just trying to get through the nuts and bolts of this fucking world. <laughs> Well, like, I couldn't, like, when they said that the, they got this, like, 15,000 years ago, my yeah. brain immediately was like, oh. that feels like a very long time ago. I sort of saw, like, a, a black tunnel open in front of me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God. And then I was also a little bit like, why is the technology not better? You know? Because magic. That's I thought that, too. And then I was like, if you have magic from the start, you don't work as hard at technology. Except that oppressed the Autumn King. people have been because, okay, so this is all around the world. And every once in a while, somebody will get really pissed off about the stringent hierarchy and they will do <laughs> a rebellion. So 200 years ago, it was a bunch of angels who got together to be like, we should have a merit-based system and not this bullshit that we have now. Like, and we should be able to, like... the fuck down. Boy, they got dumped Ugh, pretty hard. They got obliterated. And, yeah, like, I'm still not entirely sure how they got obliterated. Like, there's been a lot or of why. hinting at it. 
it, but like, yeah. how did it happen? Why did it, like, I mean, I know I, if there's no more story behind that, then I have to think it's just numbers question mark. And like, well, yeah, the because that, they said you know, that literally they went out, they've tried to do this rebellion with only like 3000 warriors 3, and like a bunch angels. of a, like, that's not anything in com- no. like just based on the way they talk about this world that is nothing compared to the hierarchy plus the archangels yeah. you mother y'all are fucking yeah i think okay. it was like one archangel and like three thousand yeah shahara yeah shahar and I, shahar and i don't know how i don't know listen they they had a dream and they were going for it and i wish they had succeeded probably but so then anyway, we wouldn't have this book then we wouldn't have this beautiful book um okay so now, in the now times of this book, in contemporary Bryce, Bryce Quinlan times, in another country of this world, there is a rebellion that's being hap- that's being um, fought by humans. And so they keep on saying technology versus magic. It's never a good situation. And then the reason I brought all of that up, listener, is to say that Danica, the terrorist that she has like caught and who might get back out he is trying to bring that human war over to van blardia or whatever this country crescent city is the first place that the war would hit if they come across the ocean that's the one yeah so anyway she wolfs out and goes to her meeting and they're like okay i'll see you later And then that night when Bryce gets back to her apartment, which she shares with Danica, and is it only those two? I don't know. All of the wolves are there. The the pack of devils are there. Yeah. And so, like, something of note, Danica makes, like, money hands over fists, apparently, and could live basically anywhere in the city that she wants. But she knows that Bryce is too proud. And so they have the most expensive apartment that Bryce is able to afford paying half of and they live there Uh because they're besties and they're really precious and cute and they're so sweet and wonderful so when bryce gets there her plan is to like get in the shower and then go to a date it's wolf party pack she doesn't even remember she has a date yet she gets reminded oh yeah in the kitchen yeah so it's wolf party pack night where like all of these big li- or like these patrol groups only get one night off a week, basically. And they're not allowed to do anything but chill the fuck out and hang out and apparently get real drunk and eat a lot of pizza. They have to do bonding stuff. They have to well, do yeah, work they're together with the pack wolves. Yeah. Yeah. And so she gets home and they're having wolf party pack time at the apartment. OK. And this is when Connor. We meet. I fucking her. Connor and Bryce and Connor are very horny for each other from. And they get. have been for five whole five years. years. How so, does somebody keep in their pants for five I years? Immediate, because Danica's made him swear to, and like, I'm not crossing she Danica. Is the alpha. Are no, you crossing she is the Danica? Alpha. No, but also, what Bryce kept in her pants, that's incredible. Well, yeah. I know. Well, because Bryce, Bryce doesn't want an alpha hole, though. Can I just say so, that this was, that was one of my favorite things every time that she like waxed poetic about being anti alpha hole? Oh, I was so happy about it. Don't worry. I highlighted a rant. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets reminded that there's a date and like that she has a date with her current boyfriend, Reed. (laughs) Stick up his ass. Fucking human Reed. 
He's and a human who's rich. And he has so a big company. Reed she says, I think. To Connor, because Connor gives her some shit. And she says, at least he's not some psychotic alpha hole who will demand a three-day sex marathon and then call <laughs> me his mate, lock me in his house, and never let me out again. Which was why Reed, human, okay at sex, Reed, was perfect. perfect. And I was like, this is the most depressing thing I've ever heard in my life. Right? <laughs> I know. And then Danica says, you could use a three-day sex fest, I think, probably. But... Anyway, so Danica doesn't like this guy, even though Danica set her up with this guy. And um, I'm wondering. Yeah, but Danica this... didn't know. No, no, I know. But I'm wondering if this is something that's going to come back later, because apparently it is unheard of for a member of the auxiliary, let alone an alpha, to have any other job. But Danica has a job at Reed Industries in security. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. And I think it might come back. I think it might be a piece of the puzzle that's like dropped early on. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, probably yeah, not. So then your mind. Bryce gets a little bit of shit. Connor is like, please, for the love of God, give me a chance. And she's like, no, I don't date wolves. Gets ready. And as she's leaving, Danica says, Wait. I love you. Wait, wait, but before that, Danica finds out that the terrorist is out. He got released. Yeah. And so and she's everybody's sort not of on high hot. alert because it's like scary town. And logically, his first target would be Danica and the pack that took him down. Yeah. So they're they're worried about that. But yeah, Connor's like please let me take you out. And she's like, I don't date wolves and I don't mm -hmm. date, like I don't need another bossy wolf in my life. And he's like, I could spoil you. And like, I could treat you so right. And like all the business. And she's like, I can't Connor. Goodbye. Literally the first thing that I thought when I met Connor and this was all happening though, was I know that this isn't the hero, which means that this is going to end very badly. <gasps> oh, I hate it. I didn't talk so any of that. As Bryce is leaving, Danica says, I love you. And apparently oh. it had taken Danica a while to say that. And she still Three used them sparingly. Years. And she originally hated it when Bryce said them, like said those words. But, quote, even when Bryce explained that she'd spent most of her life saying it just in case it was the last time, in case she wouldn't get to say goodbye to the people who mattered most. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is that's when I went. Oh, oh, that's no. why part one is so short. <laughs> that was oh, literally my no. thought. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. God, you're such a Sherlock Holmes. No, it's just that oh. I've read a lot of buttons. Like the very first part of this book hit. Like I just don't get attached to anybody you meet in the first 50 percent of a fucking romanticy, okay? God damn it. None of them are safe. Melody, damn it. listen to me. None of them when we eventually no. read Throne of Glass, that no. 50% actually there's like 18,000 books. The yeah. first whole first book, don't get attached. <gasps> don't fucking get attached. Don't do oh my it. God. Fucking words to live by <laughs> because like, I got wrecked by this. Like I was sending out angry video messages to people. <laughs> I, was I know okay. we got a comment on Instagram about it. <laughs> yeah. Poor Christina from the flights of fantasy podcast got, Oh, I took her down verbally. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so she goes to her date and he takes her to like a fancy ass place that doesn't actually feed you. 
they sort of like blow in your face and they're like, are you full? And her date, Reed, is late. And he's, yeah. Connor texts her as Reed gets there. And Connor says, you know, I'm shit with talking. But what I wanted to say before you tried to get into a fight with me instead, by the way, was that I think it's worth it. You and me giving us a shot. I'm crazy about you. I don't want <sighs> anyone else. I haven't for a long while. One date. If it doesn't work, then we'll deal with it. But just give me a chance, please. And oh. she doesn't respond because Reed gets there. Oh, also, very notably, everyone, we didn't tell you this, but because Danica and Bryce are so close, their plan is to do the drop together. And they want to do that when they're 27. So like four years from now. They don't Which, like, do it if that's not a fucking, like... Okay, you want to know another fucking insane thing Uh-oh. that made me go, oh, yeah, Danica's definitely dying? No! What? <laughs> All of the celebrities who die at 27. Oh. Why'd they pick 27? Like, I rationally, I know that that's not what is happening here, but, like, I was like, of course it's 27 years old, which is the age <laughs> that all of those celebrities died with white lighters in their pocket. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what conspiracy theory you were talking about. It's not, a, it's not it. even really a conspiracy. It's just, like, it's just white a thing. White lighters in their pockets? That's why, that's why smokers don't like white lighters, because they're supposed to be bad oh. luck, because so many people die with them in their pocket. Oh. Supposedly. Sure, but there's sure, also, sure. like, who are the people who die at 27? What's that one artist? Not Reese Witherspoon. Wow. Nope. What's uh, the beehive lady? Oh, God. I, I see her face. It starts with an R, mind. right? It's um, an RW initial. This is painful. Are you I'm Googling it? go to rehab. <laughs> yeah, but I said, but I said no, no, no. 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 <laughs> and then there's also like Kurt Cobain I think was one of them yeah, doesn't he Kurt die at Cobain. 27 there's like a lot of musical artists who die at 27 and frankly Man. like Amy Winehouse who oh I had right. the so w, w initial w right yeah <laughs> Amy Winehouse no okay so Ember just had Rockstar Day at his school mm-hmm. and he's got this oh my god he's got this button up flannel shirt that has like a hood attached to it and it is one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my goddamn life especially Mm -hmm. on his tiny little body and so I was like you could go as like Kurt Cobain you can be like a grunge rocker or whatever Mm -hmm. and because he's also got like you know the shoulder length hair hair and blah blah mm -hmm. blah and wow, he shat on that idea real fast. He was just like he 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 basically didn't deign to even acknowledge I had said it. And then by the time we were done with the whole exercise, we had dressed him up as Lenny Kravitz going to a bodega. <laughs> That's so hyper specific. <laughs> there was a big scarf involved. There were some sunglasses. Like it was a whole oh thing. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, they haven't made the drop yet, and their plan is not to do so until four years from now. Which, P.S., is bananas to me. Oh my god! Considering her job. Well, also, like on top of that, like the minute my brain has, like my brain is done forming. Cooking. That's cooking. twenty-five when your frontal lobe yeah. fully forms. Uh, fucking snap that bitch! Because, like, let me tell you, yeah. I could not go. I could not be twenty-three for essentially forty years. I can't do no. it. I couldn't no. be twenty-four for forty years either. Like the no. So okay, so I'm sorry. We're at we're at dinner. I took us on a a tangent in order to get some info into your noggins. So Reed shows up and he's fucking 45 minutes late, and he's on his phone, Mm -hmm. and she's just like, 
like she's trying to talk to him and he keeps on holding up his finger to be like oh just my a god moment. i would fucking break that <gasps> finger off oh hey. shit that like, that phone might end up in a fountain you know just right in the drink yeah especially because like i'm one of those people where like if I'm hanging out with someone one like or not even one one one. If I'm hanging out with people, if the thing that we're doing is hanging out on our technology together, which is a perfectly valid yes. way to spend time, that's cool. I forget my phone fucking exists. Same. So like I'm like, am I not fucking interesting enough to keep your attention or something? Like, why the fuck are you interested in talking to me? Like, and maybe yeah. uh, maybe that's a me thing. But like, no, don't, don't fucking play so. on your phone. And like, or or I will pull out my phone if I'm feeling like overstimulated. But like, if I'm fucking interacting with you, put the fucking phone down. No, absolutely. Bucko. Yeah. So she does the fucking most badass shit. She yeah. stands. She's noticed this fay lady like staring at her from across the way. And so she's I like, interrupt. you know what? I'm going and Reed's like, oh, okay. And she's like, no, you don't understand. I'm not, yeah. go- I'm leaving you. I'm done. We're broken up. Then she walks, grabs the bo- second bottle of wine because she's already yeah. gone through one, walks over to that Faye lady, tells her she's an asshole and gives her a bunch of shit and stuff like that. And then walks out of the restaurant with the bottle of wine, stealing a bunch of matchbooks and then just walks her way on down to the White Raven, oh, which is man. this badass club. She just struts on down to her club in a temple. What yes. a cool fucking club. In an abandoned temple in an old ass, like decrepit temple that then they revamped into an uns uns club. And it's one of their favorite places to like spend a night. It should be one of my favorite places too. Yeah, I'm not even a, necessarily a club person, not but really this sounded fucking person. awesome. I know, right? It really sounded good. So she goes there and she ends up meeting up with her friend Fury, who is very likely an assassin. Um, not very is there's no very likely about yeah, it there's no way she's a mercenary there's no way that she's not a merc <laughs> like, yeah and she is juniper danica and juniper is juniper there yeah oh so oh, juniper also comes juniper is adorable she's a fawn and she's the very first <gasps> oh, fawn yeah. in the city's ballet yeah which is all Faye. Oh, and, so and another she doesn't note. have any drugs because she has ballet in the morning. That's another note, though. Bryce loves to dance. And she, if she oh. could have as a half human, she would have gone into dance. But, like, that's just not going to work because she's not full fit. She doesn't have the, she doesn't have the body type because nymphs and mm-hmm. sylphs and elves go into the ballet. But so they come over and she's like Danica's giving her shit about like don't you dare have fun without me i can't believe you're going to the white raven and then she and connor start texting and she's like basically they set up a date well because well because because danica says p.s i think it wouldn't be a terrible idea if you wanted to go out with connor like you know he has you know whatever and so she's like okay you can take me out for pizza like on saturday two days from now don't be later it's over and you know (gasps) what he says yeah please never keep you waiting why and then and then they go back and forth and what's the last thing that he texts sabrina tell a listener tell them i don't have that highlighted he says i'm gonna spoil you yes wait no actually you know what we we need to actually read that text conversation out loud because everything about it is perfection okay i'm gonna find it all right so bryce was about to put her phone away when the screen flashed again connor had added you won't regret this I've had a long while to figure out all the ways I'm going to spoil you, all the fun we're going to have. And then she says, stalker. And he says, 
go enjoy yourself. I'll see you in a few days. Message me when you're home safe. And it's just like the sweetest thing in the whole wide world. But then she takes about eight drugs. Oh, my God. They get so fucking high. (laughs) They're so high. They are so drunk. She's just snorting shit left and right. Okay. They're partying their fucking asses off. They're fucking going to town. Like, we don't see this, like, some of this on page. But, like, later uh, in sad times, we do hear about how she sent Danica a video of her scooping some shit up with her nail, snorting it, and then turning around so you can see the club in the background. And she's like... Fuck you, Dan- or light it up, bitch. Cause that's yeah. like what they say to each other. Yeah. And like Danica's like, don't you have fun with Matt? I can't believe you. Fuck you. I can't like, how dare you be having fun without me? Them. Which like, that's a mood. That's a mood. And we find out way later on that one of her texts to Danica was, I just hooked up with a guy in the bathroom. Don't tell Connor. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so Bryce's That's favorite place to fuck though is the White yeah. Raven bathroom. Like she she has sex in that bathroom no less than 4 times in Listen, the first 360. Hey, as a I've, gal who did not like commitment or any strings whatsoever, I, I have had a lot of encounters and a lot of miscellaneous questionable bathrooms, okay? Questionable experiences, in fact, in questionable bathrooms. Uh So, like, I'm not hating on her. I'm just laughing that this is her favorite place to fuck. It truly is. Yeah, I'm waiting. Like, I'm just waiting for her and Hunt one day. She's like, oh, like she. He's like, why aren't you into this? And she's just like, we just need to. You have to take come me with me. You have to bathroom. take me to the White Raven's bathroom. Wait, but I they're under like construction. I guess we're just situation. celibate for the yeah. next six months until it's done being yeah, right? fixed. <laughs> yeah, I have a Pavlov's dog situation where like I just need that bathroom and then I get wet and then we're good to go. <laughs> so yeah, we weren't kidding though when we say that this girl's. Fucked up. So she gets home, right? So she goes and like this. This she, is written she, so viscerally. It's so accurate too. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna like, say that I, I've been there, but I'm definitely not gonna say I haven't been there. No, I'm like, gonna say it right now. This reminded me of one of the nights when I was a counselor at speech camp. Don't tell Michael he was my boss. <laughs> And I went out with one of my old speech coaches and like a couple of other people. I got the drunkest maybe I've ever been in my life other than other than 50 50 shades Shades. of gray. Yeah, that was maybe maybe can't wait to watch that with you. God, I know. Same, same. Mostly sober. I didn't I remember like sort of staggering and making and like getting into my dorm room somehow, but I wasn't actually sleeping there. And so I curled up on the the floor, on the tile floor. <laughs> I remember one time after Mardi Gras, I was yeah. walking home from my friends. And when I woke up the next morning, I had taken blankets and a pillow into the bathtub. <laughs> probably because i was like well if i puke it'll be easier to clean up in the bathtub which like as if i didn't have my fucking pillow and blanket with me like yeah right that's i we are your drunk logic it's fine yeah my favorite thing about that night at speech camp was that um apparently one of the bartenders that we were at like at the last bar was like this really like tough 
lady. She was like six feet tall and she had like a butch haircut. And she was, you know, like everybody knew her as like, you don't you don't fuck with that bartender. And so um, I proceed to get more hammered. And apparently I puked there. And um, (gasps) my old speech coach, my old speech coach was like, I've never seen her like that before. Like she took you to the bathroom and she held your hair. Like, I don't know what you did to this lady, but like she cared about you and it's unheard of. And I was like, oh, heart eyes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's very cute. Yeah. But yeah, so this girl's messed up. She gets, she can't fucking read her phone. She can't read her oh, messages. God. She no. can, be, she can't remember the code to get into her own house. And she knows Danica is going to be pissed if she calls her. Like she, in the lobby of her building, she takes, takes off her shoes off her and sh- doesn't realize that there's broken glass all over the place. She's mm. like, oh, it's really, no hard to walk on broken glass yeah because the there was went in there no that's not what she said she said that what did she going say? up the sta- going up the stairs like this is going to be bro like walking on broken glass terrible or something like that all right we're gonna google it in the kindle right now because i swore I did too. I reread that like four times because I could have sworn. She let her heels clunk to the tile floor, whispering a fervent blah, 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 blah. Bryce set a barefoot on the stairs and winced. This was going to hurt. Walking on glass hurt. She let her heels clunk to the tile floor. So really it could go either way, frankly. So like you can read it that first time without knowing what's coming. And it's just her saying that this is going to really suck. But like, I don't know. It could also be... That she's literally no, walking because there are two glass. other times, and like one of them, she talks about the broken glass sparkling in the first light. You know, so like, like there is there are other times when broken glass is actually there. I get, I guess that was just a metaphor that I didn't uh, realize. Well, because I read it like six times, and I was like, "Is this it? Is this the moment?" Yeah, and then I was like, I read that, and I was like, "Well, maybe not." Well, guess what, listener? Uh, it was the fucking it fucking moment. is. She, she gets upstairs, and this bitch is so fucking drunk. Like she oh. almost just falls asleep on the second landing, and then mm. she's like, "No, let me just keep going." Thank, I'm so grateful that I've never lived someplace with stairs. God, when yeah. like, oh, for God. sure. So she gets up to her door, and it's like an enchanted door. It's also iron. And she realizes that it's, like, crumbled. Well, she's trying to, like, do her key. And then she, like, drops her keys and she gets liquid on her hand. And, like, she doesn't even notice it, but the door is just fucked. It's open. This was such a visceral scene. Oh, my God. Well, because she thinks she's hallucinating. She's like, well, I'm yeah, so Yeah, but just the up. way it was described, like, yeah. I... I was there in this moment when she walked yeah. in and she's like, it's too quiet. It's so, it's oh my God, it's dark. There's tables everywhere that she realizes that there's blood everywhere as if there's been an argument. She says the wolves fought. And then she's looking around and she's like, well, I don't see Danica. I don't see Connor. And then she goes to her bedroom. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into detail because it's bad, but like, but Long story like short, Danica. Oh, everywhere. stop, Melanie! I've read her I'm already sorry. read it once. <laughs> Long story short, Danica. She talks about like human pulp, right? Is it pulp? Oh God! <laughs> it was bad enough the first time around on page, Melody. <laughs> it's chunks. It's described no, but... as chunks of Danica. Yeah. 
all over her bed and then chunks of Connor at the foot of like on the foot on the floor at the foot of her bed. And then she realizes that there's also chunks of Thorn, who we forgot to describe earlier, but is this adorable little Omega Wolfie who's in love with Danica and their love was faded in the stars. But now everybody's fucking dead and they're just chunks all over fucking Bryce's room. It's fucking horrible. And then she hears a noise in the hallway. Yeah. Well, yeah. So this was nuts to me because in like the first five chapters, she, Sarah J. fucking Moss, has me in love with these best friends, like utterly in love with them, want to hang out with them all the time. She has me shipping Connor and she so hard because like it's finally gonna happen. Yeah. And then she's got me so obsessed with the idea of this alpha like looking to her side and being like thorn you were there the whole time and then them being together forever alpha and omega because he every time like there's been she describes different times in the book when like danica has been in trouble or whatever like they got into some sort of accident we still sabrina and i still don't know the we still don't know what, we know a little bit there's a gun involved like it's some fucked it's up motorcycle but like yeah but Thorn like carries her up the stairs, even though like she is this badass wolf. He wants to care for her. And when she walks into her room and she says, I can tell that that is Danica on the bed and like right in front of her defending her is Connor. Her second Connor. And yeah. And then right on the side of the bed, also fighting to the death is Thorn. The wolf who's been in love with her for forever. And I was just like, I like there was a wolf I, who only drank mead. Ah! Branson. Was, he only drank brother, mead and he Bronson. had a he had a he had a uh like a really liked pizza that had like cured meats on it. Yeah. And he only and, watched like, documentaries and foreign films. Yeah. And there were these brother and sister snow white, white ghost wolf, wolves the white ghosts or something yeah. like that and they also got fucking obliterated all of them and... did on pack night when they're having their little wolf pack party yes my eyes and... are burning <laughs> <laughs> and so i couldn't believe that this happened like i couldn't believe that i was having such an emotional reaction to it because After five chapters? Yeah. Yes! Well, also, like, on top of that, like, I honestly don't know if it was worse for you not knowing it was coming or if it was worse for me going, don't get attached to these people, and then proceeding to get deeply attached to all yeah. of them, and yeah. then this happening. Because, like, I was because like, oh, my God, they're they're all going to fucking let's, die. Let's be totally clear, listener. This happens before page 66 of 803 yeah and i am beside myself over these characters being murdered. so so yes she hears that sound happen in the hallway and this half human with like she has not done the drop she doesn't have a weapon she just picks up a broken table leg to be clear she has a habit of not giving a shit that she hasn't done the drop. No, totally. Totally. So she goes and she races. She's barefoot. By the way, she's mind in you, a party she's dress. She's still drunk and high as a she's so fucking motherfucking high. hot air balloon. No, absolutely. Like, 
like halfway through finding that crime scene, she was she was still wondering if she was hallucinating because she's so fucking high. So she goes racing down those stairs and then she goes outside and she runs after whatever did this to her friends. She's just following scream, like the sound of screams and like where people are looking toward. And she's going to go find this whatever it is. And she did grab the only weapon she has on her is a broken off table leg. Yep. So she's like jumping on cars. She says her dance background like really helped in this point because she, you know, leapt and twirled and blah, blah, blah. And like her moves didn't fail her once. And then she finally catches up to this thing in an alley. And it is. Well, because it stopped for a snack. Yeah, it stopped because it's now obliterating an angel. (laughs) Yeah, she wouldn't have caught it, except it was like, "Mm, nom. Yeah. Ooh, angel hearts. Gotta eat them. Snack, snack. Yeah. And this like it's described as literally like eating through this dude's chest to get at to get into his heart. Yeah. Yeah. And so she just comes up and thwacks it. And then guess what this motherfucker thing does? It leans back and is like, (laughs) and then it goes right back for the chest. It doesn't give a shit about this tiny thing that just hit it in the face. And then so she keeps wailing on it and then it breaks its glass looking teeth. Yes, because it's got clear blood and clear teeth. Oh, I don't I did not like that at all. I hate all of it, frankly. It makes me think of mirrors. Don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, she wails on this thing, and then instead of just, you know, oh, oh, it gashes her, it it swipes at her, and it gashes oh, the top yeah. of her thigh, like, almost off, and then it scampers up a building and runs away. And so she... made no sense to me, but, like, we're we'll fi- I'm sure we'll find out. We're fine. Yeah, that, I think there's something in her, you know? There's something okay. inside her. Are we going to start talking about our theories she's about... Got- Bryce she's got those those fire in her eyes sometimes. Are we are we something. are we talking Bryce theories right now? Because don't, I don't get think me we can started. Yet. I don't I don't think we can yet. Oh no. <laughs> so she okay. and oh this was super cute though. So the angel she like gets the phone out of its pocket and then calls oh, for yeah, help. She's holding his chest in, right? She's holding his heart in. And uh-huh. she's like, "Phone, do you have a phone?" And he like looks at his pocket. I wonder if she is better at holding in chest wounds than the historical lady from England times. (laughs) For sure. No, for sure. Because her her face strength took over, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she grabs this angel's phone and she dials the um, the number. The thing that I made a note of that killed me was the angel was was trying to reassure her. Well, because... Because she was crying and, like, freaking out and in shock. Can I tell them why... Can I tell them why specifically she was crying? Yeah. Because as she's on the phone with this emergency worker, the guy says, um, ma'am, just tell me where you are. We can have wolves to you within a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I because forgot about that. He's talking about the pack of devils. And so she it like died. hiccup sobs. And then the angel like puts his hand on her thigh. Even to though be like, he's it's literally okay. bleeding like, focus. It's like, please focus on the matter at hand. And so finally, she's like, you're not listening to me. I need you to track his phone. And then she gives him the number. She just keeps screaming the number of his phone out loud because she finds it on a screen somewhere. And then the guy's like, miss, miss, I really need you to calm down. And then she goes, miss, holy gods. The line crackled. They're coming. The responder breathed. And which like, can I just make a quick note that's a little heartless? 
she just went real fast from not being able to read her phone, not being able to put fucking put type a number into oh, her it's adrenaline. How, her stuff. Oh, absolutely. To now yeah. being able to get to the about stranger's phone number. section. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do that in my phone today. Fully sober. Yeah. I have no idea how to do that right now. I I, I couldn't do that. I don't know. If your you phone. ever need to know, I can Certainly. show you. <laughs> Okay, great. So anyway, <laughs> if you ever that way, if you ever run across a stranger, you better I hope have to that hold the, his heart in. You better hope that their face or their thumbprint is OK, though, because otherwise you're not For getting sure. into that phone. Oh, man. Apple is really persnickety about that. That's a re- great question. Also, though, like how are, is his phone just because we find out who this angel is later in this uh, book later. Is his phone just unlocked? That I seems like a huge security risk. Yeah, it really does. He's got some sensitive info on that phone. There's no way he doesn't. And it's not nudes. (laughs) No, it's not nudes. Although there are also nudes on there. Probably. This man is very sure of himself. They're just not classified. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, the next scene, we go immediately from like the scene of the situation to hours later, she's sitting in a holding like interview room. Yeah. And and she's in shock hard. Oh, yeah. But this is where we meet Isaiah Tiberian and Hunt. Hunter Athalar. Athalar. Actually, well, I'm sorry. It's actually Orion Hunt Athalar. Yes. Yeah. Orion Orion Hunter Hunt Athalar. Well, yeah, because his mom nicknamed him Hunt because Orion was Hunter. Hunter. I love the name Orion. It's a really good one. Literally yeah. the minute and the minute he showed up on page, I was like, this is the assassin. And then like two sentences later, it was like, yeah, this yeah. is the assassin. Yeah, I'm allowed. To, I'm allowed. To, I'm allowed to have horny feelings about this one. Also, can I just say that like this made me a little bit sad? <laughs> it, like part? looking back. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. Um, No, because Isaiah is there and he's the commander of the entire 33rd, which is the angel boys. Specifically fallen angel boys from the rebellion that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, but they're basically the auxiliary of the angels. They do like the patrolling and all the other stuff. So he's standing there looking through the glass at a very catatonic Bryce Quinlan. She hasn't said a word since the incident. And then it says a rough male voice spoke from the door behind him. She's still not talking. It took all two centuries of Isaiah's training on and off the battlefield to avoid flinching at that voice, to turn slowly toward the angel he knew would be leaning against the doorway, wearing his usual black battle suit, an angel who reason and history reminded him was an ally, though every instinct roared the opposite. Predator. Killer. Monster. And then it says, Hunt Athalar's angular dark eyes fixed mm-hmm. on him. And like, oh, so, but this made me sad because like later on, it's pretty clear that Isaiah's kind of the closest thing he has to a friend. Yeah. And the fact that Isaiah, like they've spent has hundreds that of reaction. years together and he flinches every time Hunt yeah. talks. <laughs> like, but a, a, of, um, of important sexy note. Yes, that is oh, very yeah, sad, please. Melody. Um, mm-hmm. Hunt mm-hmm. seemed to exist within a permanent ripple of stillness yeah it was the baited silence before a thunderclap <gasps> like the entire land held its breath when he was near oh yeah okay. yeah <laughs> you know 
I just love a broody, broken, sad boy. I, he's so broken and he's, he's so, so sad. He's so broken and sad. He is pining for the love who gave up everything for him and the cause. Fuck. Fuck, dude. We're, oh, when we get to that point, fuck. So yeah. basically they're he's like, as, she's not talking. Just a, one more thing. He's yes, known please. as the Umbra Mortis. Yes. The shadow of death. Ooh, and he has like a bone mask. He has like a yeah, skull, a skull mask. A skull-faced helmet. Ooh. Ooh. This is also when of- we find out he has the power of lightning, which like, yeah, I'm down for that. All I could think, though, was do we get lightning orgasms like we get in Fourth Wing? I don't know. Let's find out, you know? Well, we have to get through this episode first. That's true. That's goddamn it. No, that's true. This reminded me of Katie's upcoming book for the Bunkers Auction series because her mm-hmm. dude wears a wears a skull mask most of the time. Her stalker wears a skull mask most of the time. And I can't even begin to talk about it. Ah! I like a mask. I don't know. I, I can't help it. Skull mask, man. Umbra mortis. There was a TikTok going around for a while where like yeah. uh, shirtless sexy band mm-hmm. was wearing a scream mask a couple of years ago and i was Ooh. like mm. and that's when i looked up horror romance and i did go down a <laughs> rabbit hole nice oh that's yeah. the exact way to do that mm-hmm. so basically there's a lady who goes in a wraith who goes in and tries to interrogate her or like mildly question her but she's catatonic yes. her name's victoria yeah. of note this is also when we learn about the angels and their the shit that has happened to them with the rebellion. So Isaiah yes. and Hunt were both part of the rebellion and Hunt was actually the head general. He was the big basically guy. the second in command. And after the rebellion, they essentially got forced into slavery, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so they Eternal have these slavery. like these halo tattoos across their forehead which like do you know how hard it's been not to look up fucking fan art because i know that there's going to be spoilers like oh son of a god i'm like one of the reasons i fucking love all of these kinds of series is there's so much fan art i love fan art just to be clear listener if you have read this book and you have fan art that you really love for from this book give us a hot second we will be finished reading the book within before probably before this episode even comes out but like please for the love of god tag us in it on instagram i want to see it lucky underscore reader without an e uh (laughs) heaving bosoms i don't remember Mm -hmm. your instagram off the top of your head but i regardless uh fucking send it to us on heaving bosoms podcast at gmail.com yeah your host sabrina is a slut for fan art okay yes yes please same here Okay, one. Oh, am I wrong that it's a one crown more of thing? Thorns. It might be. I don't remember exactly, but it's 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 a tattoo, and so yeah, it's a with magic this tattoo. Ta- so not only do they have this magic tattoo, this magic tattoo lets them only have access to like a ten percent of their actual power. They also which have bananas, which also they have a tattoo of essentially their owners, which is real fucked up. Yeah, they yeah, they have a tattoo that basically says that they're the property of the Asteri and the Republic, like the Senate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every every being that is enslaved has that tattoo has that somewhere tattoo. on their body because it's magic and that's what makes them have to obey the, and the, the, yeah. the bad ones. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he is currently in a bargain with Micah, the governor of this place, and his technical, I guess, should we call him his handler? I don't know, like his owner. Owner. Yeah. He has a bargain that says that he can be free when he makes up for like the 2,000 plus 2,217 deaths that he caused on the battlefield. Because it's yeah. not just the murders that he, or the deaths that he it's caused, it's any of them. Because since he's the general, Micah is saying, this is all your fault. And so yeah. every person, every person that he assassinates for the governor ticks one more off. And lucky for him, he just hit number 82. So he'll be done he in like falls. nine centuries. Yeah, despite the entwined thorns tattooed across both their brows. Yeah. yeah. It's blech. Then Victoria is the worst fucking person to be in there asking Bryce about shit. Why? Because Victoria rolls in and she's like, so basically is like, here, listen to the audio of your friend being brutally murdered, asking her like blatant questions, like horrible questions, showing, walking through every text message that had gone back and forth between them that night. And like, just like, and Bryce is just like, like not responding. Yeah. She's just. No, it's, it's awful. We're in Hunt's head, and he says that when the tape plays, they just hear Danica begging for her life. And he is marveling and, like, wondering at what could possibly make such a powerful wolf shifter behave that way. Like, well, and of note, there's no video at first. There's no video recording, by the way, of this, because even though every building is supposed to be recorded, to be clear, this is a state of surveillance, this city. Like, you cannot go anywhere without being surveyed. Surveilled? Surveilled. Watched? Surveilled. (laughs) Cool, cool. Surveyed like they're a fucking parcel of land. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, and this uh, building owner that they rent from is just, he isn't keeping up with it, and so this... There's no video footage of anything that has happened. Well, and the other reason there's no video footage is because they're living in the janky ass building that Bryce can afford. That's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Bryce feels guilty as fuck. Yes. Yeah. Because if they were living in the swanky building that Danica wanted to, there would be footage everywhere. So unsurprisingly, though, after hearing this terrible footage which is dead silent except for the sounds of the people dying she loses her shit and her face strength says fuck that she like table flips throws a chair and then she just starts vomiting everywhere and ends up like crouched down on her knees and is like leaning over into it and then and hunt crouches down in front of her and he says hey and it like grounds her a little bit he reached for her shoulder but lowered his hand how many people ever saw the hands of the Umbra Mortis reach for them with no hint of violence? Oh. <laughs> it's so sweet. Uh. By the way, we forgot to mention this earlier, but um, earlier we also learned about Bryce's full fey half-brother Rune Dannon, who is the yeah. crown prince of the Valbaran fey. Valbaria. That's the name. That's the name of the country, I think. He is also the current possessor of the Star Sword, fabled dark blade of the ancient starborn Fey. Proof of the prince's chosen one status among the Fey. Chosen one. And so he does roll up 
into this. Like, so Bryce First, has already been no. let go. No, we have to talk. No, absolutely not. Okay. We cannot go there yet. Because as I, I don't remember, I'm pretty sure she's still in there. Sabine comes in. Oh, yeah. And she says, let me in there. Sabine is Danica's mom. And she's like, let me in there. I will find out whatever you need to know. And they're like, back the fuck off. You just lost your daughter. You're not allowed to be around here. And she's like, you get that little slut out here and you make her tell me, where is my sword? It wasn't in the apartment. So she actually doesn't give a shit about what happened to Danica or who did it or whatever. She's just really, really pissed because the sword is not at Danica's apartment. She doesn't know where it is. She doesn't have access to it. And then she, like, marks the door as in, like, I'm going to get you at some point. Like, she put a target on Bryce. Like, I'll, I'll kill you someday. And, like, fucked off. But, yeah, Sabine is the worst. And then they let her go because somebody calls in to be like. The Autumn the, King is like, yeah. let her the fuck go because I don't need this shit causing a stink. While the summit is happening, which the summit is like some big fancy schmancy. And it's like a month away. Or like five weeks away or something. The Asteri and some archangel. I don't, uh, to be frank, I don't really understand what the summit is yet. It's a big meeting of big, big bads. Big boys. My understanding of it. Yep. Yep. That, that (laughs) canon. So then. Rune comes and he's like, let her go. She comes with me, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, no, we did let her go. She's gone. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. Rune freaks out. And he and Hunt have gone to fisticuffs, like, at some point earlier. They get tough punching on each other and they they just can't stop stop punching. Punching. Yeah. Yeah, at like a spring festival or something. Yeah, like on it, each other. oh god, and it was so embarrassing for like all Rune really because fucking Hunt lays waste to that pretty pretty Fay face. Mm, he does. He breaks his nose all apart, and there's blood everywhere. And Micah gave him a bonus and a vacation. Yeah. Oh my god, Micah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Micah has to be like, this is a suspension because bad, except totally go on vacay and like, here's a a boatload of money. Thanks so much. (laughs) No, it wasn't money. He took three kills off of his. Oh, yeah, that's one thing. Oh, I didn't realize that the money was involved. But like, like, it's terrible how Micah's just like, yeah, we'll just take off a couple kills. Like, it's Monopoly money for him. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck you, Micah. It's a power play. And it's a power play he doesn't even have to do. Like, he could just tell Hunt to kill anybody he wants anytime, period, Mm -hmm. the end. He doesn't have to promise him his freedom someday. But he's doing it for some reason. So, okay. Anyway. What do you mean for some reason? It's so that he does it, like, without falling apart. It's very clear that Hunt is not made to murder. Sure. Oh, you and think he's so, doing it to protect Hunt's psyche? No, I think he's doing it to protect his investment. He spent like 300 million gold coins to get Hunt. Mm. So you think that Micah I think that he is essentially manipulating. If he's got a goal, then he will do it to the best of his ability. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. It's fucked up. That. 
I don't hate that theory. So then it's chapter seven, and this is when we find this is the end of part one, and we find out that um all of the wolves have forsaken her. She's lost all of her friends. They've said, Don't come to the sailing. Okay, I have a question for you about this. What the fuck is up with Ethan? Ethan is Connor's younger brother. What is up with him saying you're not welcome there at their funeral? I think because all of them are blaming her for Danica's death. Just because she wasn't there? She couldn't have saved them? I don't know, but I think that that's what's happened. Like, somehow something has gotten out there. Like, fuck, she can't even go into the wolf area of the city anymore. Yeah. Like, they fucking hate her because Danica was essentially, like, their salvation. She was going to save them from the terrible rule of Sabine. Yeah. And Bryce wasn't there. I'm so, I'm sh- And I'm sure that Danica somehow made it seem like it's Bryce's fault. Or maybe they're talking Sabine. about how Bryce Sabine stole did, the... not Danica. Like, yeah, Sabine did. And, like, the maybe, maybe Sabine poisons them into thinking that Bryce stole the sword. Bryce has been taking advantage of Danica all this time. Bryce maybe. wasn't there because she was out partying. She wasn't a good friend. She wasn't taking care... Like, she was... Right. There's a billion different things that could be the reason well, for this. Well, between Ethan and then Fury, because one of her one of her Merc friends, I, Fury... Okay, hang on. What the fuck is I, that about? I think this is how Fury's grieving. She is throwing herself into what she does, and she's just cut off all contact with everybody, except for that one time she calls Juniper. But yeah, she's talking to Juniper. She'll talk to I Juniper. Think that, I think that Fury knows a lot. Oh, you do? I think Fury knows stuff. And she's not allowed to share it with Bryce. Oh. I think she knows things. And I think that <gasps> she will tell Bryce things that she's not allowed to say to try and make Bryce feel better. I think Fury oh. knows shit. And she's oh, a, shit. like, yeah. Because Fury has fucked off to the continent of war. And she's been mm-hmm. just, you know, murking since. Because after Hang Bryce- on. Yeah. No, we're going back because I have a okay. question for you. Please. Quote, she was not welcome at the sailing, so she had come here to say goodbye, to give Danica one last thing. The creature that dwelt in the mist emerged and even the river at her back trembled. Bryce opened her eyes and slowly lifted her gaze. What the fuck did Bryce just do? What is the creature in the mist? I don't know. My <gasps> first thought was Do you was think she gave reaper? it the, the sword? To send the sword with I'm, Danica into the afterlife? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I just thought of that. That's one of the things I'm wondering. I don't know, though. But, like... Because it was her tribute to Danica. It was her goodbye to Danica. Yeah, because she's hanging out at the river. Because literally, when people die in this world, they send them across this literal river into the realm of death, essentially. Yeah. And you only make it if you're worthy. And if you're not worthy, then your boat tips over. And then you're in hell. Yeah, I think she might have... Given it the sword. I don't know what else Why? she would be doing. I don't know. What is the creature? A reaper? Is that it? That was my first thought, but I don't know. It's I think a, that it's they would have just called it the house they of treat shadow. The, they ta- and they talk about the reapers as if they're like humanoid. Or like they treat them in the book as like a species, though. Yeah. I don't know that they would have said the creature that dwelt in the mist. Like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I I had forgotten about that actually until going through my notes just now. But I was like, what the fuck is happening? And by the way, Bryce opened her eyes and slowly lifted her gaze. 
End of part one. End of part Boom. one. But what the fuck? Like, and then, okay, so then we open up part two, and it's 22, 22 months later. Two months. It's been two fucking years. Well, okay, also, did you notice how each part is named? It's named after a different level of hell. The hollow, the trench, the something, the something, the something, and then the bottom one is the pit. How do we know those are levels of hell? So it says, um, hell's seven territories, each one darker than the last. The hollow, the trench, the canyon, the ravine, the chasm, the abyss, and the worst of them all, the pit. And the first two parts of this are the hollow and the trench. Part three is the canyon. That makes me want to open the second book right now so bad to see what those fucking I know. parts are called. To see what not, those parts are called. I'm not going to, but like... I know. It's taken a hell of a lot of willpower. No, I did no. not notice that. Yeah. So, yeah, part three is the canyon and part four is the ravine. So then part two starts off. It's two years later and she is doing a deal because she's like grown a bit in the antiquities market and she's doing deals now. So she's meeting up with a vampire, like a rich, fancy vampire named Maximus Tertian. And he wants to buy a 5,000-year-old bust. And he wants to feel real slick about it and, like, real clandestine-like. Okay? Oh, my God. This little wannabe fucking mafioso. Like... I know. So he makes her meet him at the White Raven. And... She's drinking seltzer water the whole time. Yeah, because she quit drinking. At conferences. My trick at conferences later on would be I would order like a gin and tonic mm-hmm. for the first one. And then the next, all of them were just seltzer with lime. Mm-hmm. And then everybody thought I was really fun and I drank a lot. <laughs> I did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was just very hydrated. Anyway, so they do this deal and he's. He is the worst. Yeah, he's terrible. So they do the deal and then he's like, well, don't I get some extra perks? And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, you're kind of a hottie. That that body yaddy yaddy on you. And she's like, (laughs) she's like, that's uh, verbatim. The Sarah J. Moss wrote that. Yep. There were a lot of hyphens involved. Big, big confirm. Yep. So canon. Yeah. <laughs> so he's getting handsy and he won't let her go. And then, like, uh, Rune walks into the club. Yeah. With them apple bottom jeans. Yeah. He looks over her shoulder and she says that he, she can tell that another, another bigger predator has walked into the room. And then he, to be pulls clear, her- listener, if Rune was not a brother, she must have done this on purpose. Made Rune a brother because, like, Rune is a fucking hottie hottie with a body. Like, no, absolutely, <laughs> totally shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's all he's all alternative and like shaved. Oh on yeah, he's got lip and... piercings and like his mm. elf ears are pierced. Oh my god, son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah, and so Maximus Tertian pulls her to him and he says, "You're mine." And then she says, "That's my cousin." Because that's their cover. They can mm-hmm. they can claim a relation, but they're not brother and sister. Yes, so because she, she isn't treated quite as terribly as other half-humans because she's actually a full c- citizen. And the agreement was that if she does not ever acknowledge or share the truth of who her father is with the general public, then she gets full citizenship. And so she does. Hmm? 
He also offered her a boatload of money, but she was like, go fuck yourself. And I was like, oh, live on your principles, Bryce. Great job. Uh, frankly, <laughs> I would have taken the money. Yeah, absolutely. Like, guess you're what? already doing what he wants. If, if I'd had the money, we probably would have had a working uh, video camera for, for fucking in the building sure. where my friend Although, got brutally murdered. To be fair, I think I like this turn of events later on. I don't think it would have mattered. I don't either. Because of the inside the, scoopness of it all. The inside And no one all knows camera angles. Girl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Rune basically, so Rune got called to the club, actually, because the owner of the club, Riso, Riso? Who's a, Rizzo, is who's a butterfly shifter, which I love. Yeah, <laughs> super cute. There's a lot before. of uncommon shifters in I like this it. series, like, or yeah. book so far. It's a delightful i want to be a butterfly shifter but anyway so he called rune because he was like this looks somebody was getting handsy with bryce and then they have a real tense conversation after like because essentially bryce is like uh get fucked i'm getting out of here and rune's like hey uh you need to fucking chill out because the summit meeting is coming up and my father actually yeah, he says, the Autumn King wanted me to tell you that you need to lay uh-huh. low until the summit. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I just shouldn't do anything embarrassing. And he's like, kind of. That's kind of mm-hmm. where we're at right now. Yeah. Which we've also, like, started getting hints that, like, they're, they were, like, we've gotten hints that they used to be close and they are no longer close. Yeah, they don't speak anymore. Yeah, and so he essentially forces her to let him walk her home. By that, I mean um, she walks home and he, like, creeps behind her, like, 50 feet. And, like, God. So Bryce no longer lives in that apartment. Thank God. But apparently Uh, Bryce bought an apartment in, like, a really good part of town. Bryce did not. Danica did. Not Bryce. Danica brought... Dude, oh, these sorry. Fantasy books. I know. I'm sorry. Are Those going so to names. fucking kill. Yeah. I'm so. You know what? Listener, get used to it. I'm not fucking sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> That's going to be happening the whole fucking time. You better get used to it. So Danica apparently bought so- a house or bought an bought an apartment and put it left it in a will to Bryce. Yeah, because Bryce was like her sole beneficiary, basically. And well, and when she bought the apartment, it was an investment property. She put it in both their names from the beginning without really even telling Bryce. And it's got all of the enchantments you could ever possibly want on it for safetyness. It's all paid off fully. Yeah, because when Bryce first got the apartment and she was like, I was going to sell it because I didn't want anything like i didn't want this i didn't want to i didn't want to capitalize on her death i didn't want to benefit from her death well yeah but then she was like fuck but like the wars and the enchantments i just it's so safe here so safe yeah and like to be fair i would have nightmares until the day i died after what Mm -hmm. happened in that apartment so like that's a mood well no and this is exactly what danica wanted like she oh my god early on it talks about how Danica um, like says that if she ever leaves the art gallery, that she needs to take that necklace with her, like find a way to take it with her. And she's like, that's Danica. She's such a protective alpha. And like, she's my person. And this is exactly what Danica wanted. If anything happened to her, she wanted to make sure Bryce was set. And she did. Oh, so anyway, we're we're done with that. She goes home. And then we have to we have to watch poor Hunt 
do some murders. He has to do a big assassinate <laughs> on a bunch of baddies. And we see like how how Much he hates it. Shell shocked he is afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Like how not himself, not okay he is after. And he finds out that he has to go do detective work the next day with Isaiah. Mm-hmm. This is so cool. I nerded out so, so hard about this. So Hunt, apparently with his lightning powers, by the way, he's the only creature in existence with lightning powers. Nobody else can recreate it. And apparently with his lightning powers, he can detect like energy fields so he can know where like cameras are and yeah he does a on things it's the closest fucking thing if i've ever heard in my life but i'm almost 100 (laughs) certain that every time he did that it would cause me some pretty serious tinnitus so i'd be like buddy that on the dl um (laughs) I, i i did think it was cool as fuck um but anyway so they're at her place of work at Bryce's yeah, they place go to her of work art gallery because um Melody yeah did you before that we found out who it was did you guess that it was Maximilian nope Max Emma's I couldn't remember his name to save my life Maximus my nose flip yeah my name my nose flip flat flip flop back and forth flip between flapped. very flip flap back and forth between <laughs> like eight different Max names like there's yeah. a Maxwell in here Maximilian Max Maximus so anyway but guess who died late last night? Yeah, right after she met with him, Maximus Tertian was murdered in the a very same similar way. way. There was Maximus Tertian pulp all over an alley because hmm. he got chunked up by a thing that was very wow. similar to what happened. <laughs> not holding back. <laughs> But it's my favorite because Bryce runs them in circles all morning. So they're Mm -hmm. like, knock, knock, knock. I need to talk to you. And she's like, oh, uh, why don't we make an appointment for three weeks from now? I'll see you then. Bye. And they're like, no, I have to talk. Like, we have to talk to you. And she's like, oh, I've got clients. I'm so sorry. Jessica doesn't like anybody in here. Bye. (laughs) They're like, no. And so. Because they can't get in because of the enchantments on the door. So they can't just like mosey yeah. there what angelic Absolutely. ass is in there and so uh, when some clients leave they go to like cross the street and she's like she gives them like a sunny smile and a wave and then, and then slams, slams the door them. right when they get there <laughs> and it's so funny it's all from hunt's perspective and so he's like god she's got balls i'll no, give her he's that so mad he's like this hot little shithead fuck yeah this he's like cutie patootie doesn't have respect for anybody. If I had that, you know. Bleh. So she's like, I bet she's so hot. She gets away with whatever she wants with all the people. Oh, my God. But he's then, so angry throughout this so entire mad. part, two about how cute yeah. and attractive she or not attractive, yeah. but not cute. Hot. She's a stone cold hottie. OK, she is. She's a she's a Jessica Rabbit is what she is. Yeah. Yeah, put that in your noggin. <laughs> she- <laughs> She's a Jessica Rabbit. She's a Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Except like snarky and a oh. little bit stone faced. Yeah. Hot. So as he gets to the door, he knocks again and he's like, we really have to talk to you. It's about a murder. And then it's like, shunk, click, all the locks come off. And she finally lets them in. And then they're like, what were you doing after, you know, how did your meeting with Maximus go? 
She's like, well, we did a thing. He got handsy. I told him to fuck off, and then I left. And they're like, yeah, that's what the that's what the video footage showed. <laughs> and they're asking her all these questions, and then finally, she's like, how did he die? And they're like, it was exactly like Danica and the Pack of Devils. And so he thinks that like a preternatural calm comes over her, not realizing that it is a PTSD like shock response. Mm -hmm. She just sort of like she like she doesn't go catatonic, but she's just like, you know, whoosh, like she can't handle her life. And so they're like, we need you to get on the phone with your boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the governor is on his way here and we're going to have a little meeting. And she's like, a little meet and greet. What? No, well, how long do I? Outside. How long? How long do I have? And they're like, eh, eight minutes. So she calls Jaceba immediately and is like, yeah. Hey, um, the governor's on his way here. Uh, so um, he wants to talk to you. And yeah. Jaceba's like, Okay, let me make some calls. I'll be there. Yeah. On so video. Micah, the governor, knocks at the art gallery door. What? I would like one one quote note real quick. So the quote is for someone who clearly took pains to dress nicely. He had little doubt she'd gotten it. The scar removed immediately. Party girls didn't like scars messing with how they looked in a swimsuit. So Mm -hmm. of context, this is a scar that was from the alley. And he is actually the one who put it back together. He stapled it shut in the alley up. Like yeah, they were on a battlefield. And so he's like, yeah, they're going to like, like, she's just a, and my note is literally um, <clears throat> Hunt clearly thinks she's a flighty little nothing, which will be especially hilarious when he ends up falling in love with her because she's witty, snarky, intelligent, deep with emotions. And like, I just like it's like a four, like a four line thing. I was like, ha, 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 ha. oh, Hunt, you're sitting here <laughs> shitting on her for all of these reasons. And ha, 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 ha. I can't oh wait until you fall in love with her. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. because he's so he's like ruthless in his judgment of her. In oh, his yeah. Parts. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, a, oh, those stupid shoes. God, the first 30 pages, probably like the first like 28, 30 chapters of this book. He's just a righteous dick to her. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and, and thinks he, that she's just a piece of shit, essentially piece of shit party girl, mm-hmm. which like. I say that, but really, ultimately, like, if you break it down by percentage, that's really not that long of a time, because that's really only, like, 30% of the, you know, it's not even 30% of the book. It's, like, 25% of the book. It's also, like, I didn't mind it, because it wasn't, like, a, like, this category of person is trash. It's, like, she's not doing what she needs to do to solve the murder of her friend like she's not putting in the effort to do this thing that is should be incredibly important to her like what the fuck no and And like i I don't i'm not mad at him for it like i totally get where he's coming from because like in this situation i would also be like like what was that fucking book i think it was you and kim and alexis read where like it was a mafia book where she just yeah she's never looked for her friend yeah yeah that was crow by aza Morelli. yeah yeah like that's yeah, what hunt thinks is happening right exactly hunt's like are you hunt's like are you crowing me right now <laughs> how so fucking true. dare you he says it on page he does it's verbatim yeah that's mm-hmm. that's true that's canon that's right. are you are you pulling a crow by aza Varelli right now yeah mm-hmm. is that a new sticker 
<laughs> okay. So we um <laughs> Can we get sued for that? <laughs> so the governor shows up and she's like, this outrageously hot man. Oh my god. Boy. He's a full snack. And she's like, and he only like sort of outshines Isaiah and Hunt. And every once in a while, her thigh will twinge because it's still not fully like healed and together or whatever. And he thinks it's because her shoes are too high that she'll like do a tiny like, you know, a hesitation or a stumble when really it's it's her injury and her injury that she kept for the same reason that she refused to go to therapy because she doesn't want to get better because she Bryce wants is a queen to, of self like self-flagellation martyrdom she's doing some martyring on herself because she feels so bad about Danica so anyway the governor's like listen everybody Jessica i need to borrow your assistant because there's like all these murders happening and it was exactly the same as Danica, et cetera. And then Jess was like, what do you, like, what are you asking for here? And then his, his quotation killed me. So it says, Jess was like, like, do I have to pay for this information? And he's like, no, I'm sharing this so that we might combine resources. Jessica arched a blonde brow with preternatural smoothness. To do what? Micah said, for Bryce Quinlan to find the true murderer behind this, of course. It's like, what? <laughs> what kind of absolute kookery is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Are you ready for um, my quote that I have highlighted Please. from this chapter? Yeah. Bryce typed the codes into her computer, trying to ignore the governor staring at her like she was a stake and he was... Mm, something oh, I love that this ate one. steak raw, <laughs> raw and, and moaning, moaning. <laughs> and i was like so, by the way this comes back again listener uh the governor is hot to trot yeah for bryce he wants in yeah. them panties those pink right. teal panties yeah that are literally cannon panties lacy ones mm-hmm but yeah, so essentially Michael, or I keep wanting, my fucking voice is, my voice to text is like, you mean Michael? Michael? <laughs> no. But so essentially Micah is bringing Bryce on to help catch the killer. Like a yeah. cuckoo banana pants. Because like, it's not like she's an investigator. You know what I mean? Like, what? No, she doesn't have any experience in this. But like the reason that she is kind of a suspect in this is because she was there, like she was obviously close to Danica. Yeah. Bryce is also was there with Maximus the night that he died. And this right. continued like they have suspicions now. And by the way. Yeah. Uh, especially considering after 22 months of nothing. Yeah. The person who was around Bryce gets sh shish kebobbed. I mean, yeah, but also like she was around a lot of other people in those 22 months that didn't get shish kebobbed. You know what I mean? So like it's. Yeah, it, but this was too. They're. No, it's it's weird. It's weird. But anyway, reasons. So they're like they're like um, we need Bryce to do this. And because we're we're out of options, we need to go like rogue on this because of the summit. I don't want my territory to look like, you know, politically weak or whatever. And I need to win. So Bryce is going to do this. And in order to make sure that happens, Hunt is going to guard her and, like, you know, make sure that she's safe during the whole thing. Hunt is 
pissed about this. I love a forced proximity bodyguard yes. romance. Yes. Ooh, forced pro- and and it's like buddy cops. You know what I mean? It's forced proximity mm-hmm. bodyguard buddy cops. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so they it. don't really have they don't really have any choice, but essentially Jaseba finally agrees when Micah is like, of course we'll pay. Like, which is so fucked up because yeah. Bryce still has to do her normal job. Yeah, and Bryce doesn't get paid. No. Only this bitch does. But then this is already off to a rollicking good start because on their way out, Hunt and Bryce are like fussing back and forth at each other and he's like not letting the door shut. And so Bryce makes the enchantment like him. Yeah. And and like shoots him back a little bit. And he's like, ow, what the fuck? And to the point where he loses control of his lightning. And then Uh she's like, bye. And just shuts the door in his face. Yeah, she says, I'll call you. Don't bother me until then. And then mm-hmm. the last line of this chapter is, Erd fucking spare him. <laughs> because mm-hmm. Erd is one of their gods. Anyway, so I think this is where we're going to stop. So tell me your theory about Micah. Okay. I okay. think Micah knows. What? About Bryce. Or has about- an inkling. Oh, about her parentage? Not only that, okay, okay, are you ready for one of my bonkers theories? Yeah. And there's actually, uh, we'll get into this later. Maybe I should save this theory for later, though, because, like, the thing that made me come figure out this theory happens later in the book. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm telling you now. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So there's a, no, I'm not, because there's a literal <laughs> quote from later in the book. Okay, I'm not. I'll tell you about it next time. Okay, when we record next. Wait. Okay. Ooh, okay, well, so you're not sorry, listener, the you'll have Micah to come. theory either? No, because it all has to do with... <gasps> well, but like, so like, I immediately Ballsack. was like, I think that Micah knows something about her, whether it's her parentage. What, and the at this point, I didn't spatial. know. I, I didn't know why, like what he knew, but I was like, he's got to know something. Like he knows yeah. that she is a part of this in a way that she should, like nobody thinks that she should be. And Zan... More things happened in part two, and I was like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. So, anyway. That's exciting. Okay. All right. So, the rest of this book and the rest of the all three of the other ones uh, are going to be on Patreon for the next at least 12 weeks. One episode. Yeah, one episode a week for the next 12 to 24 weeks who knows really yep. god knows who, who knows <laughs> yeah you'll and like to be clear listener like patrons you're gonna get random shit oh yeah then. we're, gonna we're still gonna be doing watch stuff. parties we're gonna do yeah. like roundups and things like that it's just this is gonna be a, our big main long-running patreon thing for the next couple yeah. of months Ooh. all right sabrina what's your lady love <laughs> my lady love is um actually tomorrow is thanksgiving We are recording the night before. Yeah. I almost never do anything on holidays because I really just love chilling at home. Right. Regardless, since I've lived here, I just don't really do anything for the holidays. Right. Sure. Well, tomorrow, one of my friends asked if I wanted to go with them and their family to visit their grandmother in the nursing home for lunch. (gasps) Yes, please. So I'm going to hang out at a nursing home tomorrow. With that a point, like awesome. I okay, so for context, listener, I love old people. Yeah, I fucking love an old person. My <laughs> best friend where I live is a seventy-four-year-old woman, and I love her to pieces. <laughs> like, and so my lady love is 
I'm a creature of habit, which means I want by nature to not do anything tomorrow. Yeah. But my lady love is when something really exciting pops up that like sounds really nice. Just do the thing. It's okay do that it. you're breaking breaking that routine. Like it sounded really nice. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. So that's my lady love. Yay. Also, All my right. lady love is old people. I really love an old person. Totally. totally. I feel a real kinship. Great conversationalists. <laughs> yeah. I just like like other people are like, oh, God, another back in my day story. And I'm just like, fucking no, give it tell to me. me about it, old timer. I want to hear yeah. all about walking up the snow both ways <laughs> in June. Like, yes, yeah. God, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. OK, my lady love is mini pies. I sent you a photo today, Sabrina. Is that what those are? Those They're are very pies. cute. They look so yeah. tasty. Yeah, they really are. So I made um, I made an apple pie and a pumpkin pie, just like I do for every Thanksgiving and a lot of Christmases, too. And then I had leftovers. Plus, I wanted like an easy way to like give, you know, neighbors some fun things before they go do whatever they're going to do on Thanksgiving. So I made little mini pies and they're so good i think i like them better than regular pie a because they're handable <laughs> just grab it with your your paw and eat it do you make your crust yourself yeah mm. yeah i, I have to because i can't crust. use butter oh yeah that's true well these this is adorable and i really think you should post this picture i'm going to actually media. good yeah or like something like it i don't know i'll if i mm -hmm. plate them or something i might put that that up yeah, but we'll but yeah, put that up with the announcement for this, of some, or maybe. I made little pumpkin pies and little apple pies, and the, and the teeny tiny apple pies still have a lattice top, which made me very I know. happy. Ooh, They're so it's cute. A, it's a janky lattice top, though, because um, I didn't want to fuck with it, so I, I didn't quite do it all the way. Um, but anyway, oh. mini pies are the tits. <laughs> I've yeah, if you look that. close at um, I just I was just laying shit on there at that point. I was done. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite things about them is that like they end up a lot of times with the crust I make, it ends up being more tender because I don't have to cook it as long as I I need to cook a uh, a big pie. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't get as crunchy. And the secret, everyone, to a tiny mini pie made in a muffin pan is to make the crust really, really, really thin. Mm -hmm. And I that probably sounds obvious to everyone else, but it was not obvious to me, Melody, the first year I made mini pies. And, like, they were good, but they were also like, oh, my God, this is That's a so lot of crust. much crust. Yeah. Yeah, so make the crust really thin. Pop it in there for a good 18 to 20 minutes. Ooh, got a yummy little treat. So yummy. Those look delicious. Yeah. Yeah. They really I, truly are. I did just realize I usually pick up a pumpkin pie from the store the mm. day before Thanksgiving. And then I eat it like a feral gremlin all day yes. long with a spoon and a can yeah. of whipped cream. Yes. And I forgot to buy that pumpkin pie yesterday Shit. or today. And no. unfortunately, I live in a small enough town where if you closed. think... Anything is open on Thanksgiving Day. No way. You're kidding yourself. Yeah, no way. Yeah. 
I also made uh, my own whipped cream. I might actually hit you up. I might just make, I have canned pumpkin in the cabinet. Do it. Maybe I'll just make pumpkin pie filling. Yeah. And bake a bowl of that. So it's nice and warm. Do you have flour? I do have, I don't know how to make pie crust. Oh, I can walk you through that easily. Okay. All right. New potential. I already know my lady love for whatever the next episode is. The lady love is going to be whatever fucking monstrosity that I build with (laughs) Melody. I sure don't have a pie tin, so I'll figure something out. A casserole dish might work. I have a Dutch oven. Hey, uh huh. You. I have cast iron. Okay. All right. That's I how could... the pilgrims did it, you know? <laughs> Those pioneers. You know what? That, that, <laughs> well, you'll get an update, listener. I'll Perfect. be sure to take a picture of whatever the fuck I come up with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love 12 weeks of Mosmas. Yeah. On the first day of Mosmas, Mosmas my true bum, love bum, gave bum, to me. Bye. Heaving Bosoms is produced by us, Melody Carlisle and Sabrina Bradley. Editing is done by Melody Carlisle. Our theme music is by the incredible singer-songwriter Brittany Fonts, and our art is by ultra-talented author Kate Pryor. If you like our show, remember to follow us on your favorite podcast app, rate us five stars, leave a nice review, and of course, tell all your friends about us, even if they don't read romance. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. If you want more of us, visit patreon.com slash heavingbosomspodcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on TikTok at Heaving underscore Bosoms, and in our Facebook group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Head over to our website to sign up for our newsletter, get our Reading Embrace printable, and check out my audiobooks at heavingbosoms.com. All right, we'll be back next week with more Swoons and Snark. See you then. See you then.